You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. I have had some bad flight experiences, but my God, guys, I could not have picked a better time to have the worst one in my entire life. I wanted to go ahead and do a more inspirational uh, end of the year episode. Last, you know, last episode we spoke with my good friend Gary Collins about you know fitness goals and health goals and you know why we do the things we do, why we assess risk, and sometimes we assess risk in different ways. Sometimes we intentionally do something we know will you know have some type of negative repercussion because the reward is far times greater than that, and and vice versa. But um, as we go into Another year that just feels like 2020 part three. I, I've been wondering more about the risks that we take. If you're listening to this show, you're not a regular person. You, you think a different way. You live a different type of lifestyle. You see the world in a far different way. And I mean, I'm just trying to tie in all the, all, all the synchronicities together, if that's the right word. I mean, you've taken the red pill. It's so perfect that we have another Matrix that is out getting people to, uh, you know, once again question the state of the world we live in. Man, if there is one thing I can say about the world, and if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know the answer. The world is a weird, weird place. So I spent uh, a good amount of time in Virginia once again with my family. Uh, I, I know I've been back and forth between Virginia and Wisconsin quite a bit the last six months since I moved to the Midwest. And, uh, what was sad is that this will probably be one of the last times I do a significantly long trip like that back home to uh, you know work remote and see my family. Uh, the next time I'll be back is for a friend's wedding in March, and then my wedding, uh, which is uh, later in the summer. Um, and uh, it's it's just you know, I just turned twenty seven. I've been in Wisconsin for almost a year now. And I mean, time, time has felt extremely long and extremely short, but not much has uh, been able to surprise me this year. This year, a lot of crazy stuff has happened. And 
I was really hoping to finish this last week of 2021 kind of silently. But as I was uh, dropped off at the airport by my father, Dulles, uh, you know, as, as many of you know, the airport from Die Hard 2, Dulles is supposed to be like this giant well-oiled machine. It's supposed to be like one of the best examples of how to run an airport. My gosh. So I was flying during a non-peak time between Christmas and New Year's. And, uh, you know, there weren't as many people as I've seen there at certain points, you know, of the year around the holidays. But you you would think that it was overrun just because there's so few people working there. I mean, I've never seen the airport as, uh, as you know, low-staffed as I've seen it now. And, I mean, Atlanta's that way. Chicago's that way. Um, Detroit is that way. All the major airports are just running so slow. And I mean, there are always delays. Uh, my flight was delayed by an hour. I was leaving around, um, around seven 30 and it, it's, it's so weird how these flights work. I had to fly South to Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, I took the plane there to Milwaukee and, um, I mean, it just took forever. And you know, there, there were hundreds of people in line just to get through TSA and they only had two TSA stalls, uh, two TSA lanes open. So I go ahead and I get on my first flight, and it's uh, it's a booked flight to Atlanta, and I've got a window seat. Now, uh, I, I like flying Delta. The planes are usually a bit more comfortable, even for economy. Where I, you know, I fly, I fly, I fly frugally, which means I'm not great at collecting my miles, but. Um, there's this woman who's sitting in, in the middle seat between me and this other gentleman at the end. And, uh, you know, older woman seems nice, but I, there, there's always something off about certain people. And you always feel this more so when you're stuck in one of those self-contained fart cans that fly. And, uh, this woman immediately pulls out a plastic shopping bag and I'm just thinking to myself, oh no, I know what she's about to do. This woman has a pulled rotisserie chicken and a side of red garlic hummus. And it smells like, you know, th- those things are not smelly. They're not smelly things. But when you're right next to a person, when you're in a plane with a bunch of other people, you just don't want smells. They just don't work with you very well. And I don't like people eating so close right next to me like that. Anybody. So she starts eating that and immediately I'm like, oh, she's one of those people. But whatever, like, you know, hopefully she won't eat it throughout the flight. And she ended up doing that. And it wasn't just that that bugged me. I I had one of the screens in front of me. One thing I like to do is I like to see, you know, what, what stupid little free games are available on the little iPad thing in front of me. So I'm playing blackjack. This woman, I felt like she had her chin on my shoulder. Because as I look through the corner of my left eye, this woman has basically turned her head completely to watch me. Now, that's not a problem. Some people get more offended, especially if you're like watching a movie or something like that. But I just found it very weird because she watched me the entire time. So I I turn it off. I'm starting to take a nap. Ironically, she goes and plays the same game I was playing. I was playing blackjack. And and then what ends up happening is uh, the, the... you know, the refreshment cart comes down and immediately this woman is like, yeah, you got any beer? And I just like, she was really loud. Like I had my headsets on. I was listening to a book like really loud and I could hear her. She's just like, yeah, you got any beer? So she goes ahead and gets a beer 
And um, each time I'm trying to reach for my drink, she's pulling her tray down, trying to do something. So it's like I'm trying to – she's blocking my hand each time I'm trying to do it. Not intentionally, but it took me like a couple seconds to get my, my Coke from the freaking stewardess. So then she doesn't just pull out you know, um, her napkins and stuff like that. She's pulling out all these extra snacks and her tray is just full of shit. She pours her beer into a, into a plastic cup and then she – I don't know what the fuck she does but she knocks over her beer and next thing I've got beer all over my left pant leg on my jeans and I'm just, I'm just pissed at that point. She's like, oh, I'm sorry and you know, like it, it was an accident but it's like at this point this woman's kind of irritating me. Here's where things get really fucking awkward. Uh, the stewardess has come by with the trash bag and she goes ahead and throws her trash away. And at this point, you know, I've got my tray up. She's got her tray up. She's got just shit all over her lap, headsets, chargers, papers. I mean, just random shit. And she keeps dropping stuff. So then what she does is she lifts the armrest between us and something fell like right beneath my feet, but she couldn't quite grab it. So this woman's like, she turns her entire body. She, this woman's face it's like right on my crotch as she's reaching down. And I'm just like, what the fuck, lady? And I'm just like shocked. So I, I'm not moving because the last thing I want to do is, you know, gyrate upwards, you know, thrust upwards a little bit to move away, which I can't really do because I've got the window seat. And then have her say, oh, my gosh, you just touched my face with your crotch. And it's like, well, lady, your your face is a centimeter above my crotch. And it's just it, it was just uncomfortable as hell. So, I mean, she, she did that several times. And then as we landed, as we were waiting in a taxi to the, to the gate, she, she got up and she let out this fart and immediately ran to the bathroom in the back of the plane. So I'm just, uh, at that point, I'm just like, she's the worst person I've ever sat next to ever, ever. Hopefully the next flight will be better, but it's not. As I'm about – oh, I'm not even done with this flight. As I'm getting up, you know how when you leave a plane, uh, you let everyone in the rows in front of you get out? So I, I have my headsets on. Everyone in front of me is gone. The people – because I was in the third seat next to the window. My row is basically empty. I'm the last one. I step out and this woman – I feel this woman like rush – try to rush past me as if she was trying to get ahead of me. And I bump into her. And at that point, we're both kind of stuck between the seats. So – you know, I, I step out and I turn around I'm like, I'm sorry. And next thing you know, the woman pushes me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I take my headsets off. I'm like, excuse me, I'm sorry. She's like, fuck you, you an asshole. You heard me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have my headsets on. So she pushes me and I almost trip again. And I'm just shocked. The stewardesses are way at the end. I'm, I'm towards the back of the plane. There's about 20 people behind her and no one's saying shit. I could see the people behind me were just like, what the fuck? But this woman is just like cursing at me and that that's assault. Now, I know what some of you keyboard warriors will say, well, someone touches me, they're going to fucking die or, oh, I'd knock her the fuck out. It, it's, it's one of those situations that leads me to kind of revisit the main topic I brought up earlier, which is assessing risk. As many of you know, I'm not adverse to confrontation I uh, practice jujitsu. I've been in many confrontational moments in my life. If you have watched anything on the news about what's going on with the airports, 
with the fights breaking out on planes and all this other shit. You understand this is something that's going a lot. I have flown thousands of times throughout my life. I have never had somebody touch me like that on a plane. And yes, it was a black woman. So immediately I go into critical thinking mode within the seconds I have between push two and what I do next. And I'm thinking if something happens, regardless of the fact that this woman has, by the legal term, assaulted me, I would be fucked. Now, have I gone to a toe with the media before? Yeah. Have I dealt with, you know, having talked to police officers and shit like that and lawyers and all this other shit before? Yeah. Have I had people assault me, try and assault me and assault me before? Yeah. But here was a situation. I'm on a plane with a black woman who's pushing me twice. What would happen if I retaliated physically or if I brought in a stewardess into the situation? Anything. It would have, you know, there may have been repercussions for her, but just because of the situation and who she was, the repercussions for me would have been way worse. And it's one of the situations where it's like, I'm not physically injured, even though I almost tripped, I did not trip. I can either escalate the situation in order to retaliate against this person who has aggressed upon me physically, or I can get the fuck out of the situation and avoid all of that. And just leave with my bruised ego for letting someone push me twice in front of other people and get away with it. I did the latter because in that situation, there is no winning. And I can tell you, if a person is violent or volatile to you once, they've done it many times before and will continue to do it many times in the future. And eventually, their actions will catch up with them. I was unhappy. My flight was delayed again until uh, about 11 p.m. Eastern, and the airport is hot and humid. Everyone there is just kind of rude. I can't go get food anywhere. I'm just mad. And I'm thinking of all the things I could do, but ultimately can't do anything. Black woman on a plane. We're in Atlanta. None of the stewardesses saw what happened. None of the passengers on the plane were going to do shit to help me. Most people are sheep. They're not going to do shit. And I didn't immediately report it. My situation was fight, flight, or freeze. I flew out of the situation. Not physically harmed. Might as well just leave and uh, move on with my life. Now, third, I'm sorry, second flight comes. And uh, there's this dude behind me who's just talking to himself. White guy, probably around my age. Just kind of a creepy dude, right? Why is he creepy? He's creepy because he's talking to himself. Well, Remzo, how, 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 why, why is that creepy alone? He was talking to himself because he was a crackhead. Well, Remzo, how can you tell what a crackhead is? Because I live outside of Selma, Alabama. I know what a crackhead looks like. This dude was talking to himself. He was fidgeting a lot. And he was actively trying to not necessarily be confrontational with people around him. But he was certainly trying to instigate people to see who would who would get into conflict with him immediately pulls off his mask. Now you all know how I feel about masks. You understand I've done full episodes about it. You understand how I feel about masks and airports and airplanes and all the other shit. This is not a conversation about masks or vaccinations or any of that shit. 
But this guy takes off his mask. He's asking everyone around him, are you okay with this? Is this fine? Am I dangerous? Like, he's just, he's acting very immature. And then he goes on and gives a speech about, you know, vax versus unvax and Omicron and everything else. But that doesn't bother me. I'm just ignoring him. But he, he's right behind me. He keeps bumping into me. And then I kind of, you know, turn my head and I see that he's like actually intentionally bumping into the back of me. So I look at him, I kind of help you. He's like, oh, sorry. And he does it a few more times. And eventually we're starting to walk into the plane. And all I can think of is, oh, God, like, don't let me sit next to this person. Well, the dude sits directly in front of me, in the row in front of me. Now, everyone coming by each time they stop, because it was a packed flight, he starts a conversation with them, and he's just he's just kind of instigating everybody about their luggage, about where, you know, oh, where are you from? Where are you flying to? And just a little stuff. And he's just he's just annoying. And he keeps taking off his mask and he's saying, Oh no, I have my mask on dangerous. And immediately I'm thinking to myself, oh God, this crackhead is gonna try and start a scene. And if I didn't want to get on CNN earlier, we're all about to be on CNN tonight. So I'm keeping my eye on this guy, and I'm I'm very tempted to call over a stewardess and type on my phone. There's the person in front of me, an obvious crackhead. Please keep an eye out. And uh, eventually, he he falls asleep after we taxi, and um, you know I keep my headsets on, and it's a long flight back to Milwaukee, and I'm just hoping that things are. Things are a little, you know, less less weird. Uh, the flight was fine there than what what happened last. There's so now I'm in the middle seat now. The woman to my right is to my right is this nice little old lady, and she's fine. And you know how they bring snacks and stuff in the refreshment cart. Well, she got uh, a wrapper full of cookies as she was reaching over to the trash bag in the dark, and she, you know she woke up from a nap. She's like slowly reaching over and what happens is she turns her wrist and all the crumbs like – and it wasn't just a couple crumbs. It was like she smashed a cookie or something in the wrapper. All the crumbs start pouring onto me. Now I'm wearing a button-up flannel, which means now I'm getting stuff between the buttons that's on me and it's just – it's just – I'm just like, God, like I smell like beer. I've been assaulted. Now I've got cookie crumbs all over me, and we've got another 20 minutes on this flight. And I'm in the third row, so it's going to be really uncomfortable and awkward if I have to get up and all this other shit. Like, I'm just really mad. I'm just really mad. And um, eventually I get back, and by the time I finally fall asleep in my apartment, it's 3 a.m. Central. So it's been it, – it was, it was an experience, and I did not enjoy it. Now – Risk assessment, fight, fright, fr- I'm sorry, fight, freeze, f- blah, 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 fight, flight, or freeze. I had many situations like this throughout the, the course of the plane. From the woman who spilled beer on me and was annoying me, could have addressed it, could have confronted her, could have said, you got to put that away, you're being annoying, no, I don't just want your apology, give me cash for the laundry I'm going to have to do, be mean about it, I could have done that. For the woman that assaulted me, I could have throat punched that bitch. I could have, you know, jujitsu, you know, grappled her. I could have judo tossed her. I could have done a lot of shit. I could have cried victim and screamed and done a lot of things just to get back at her. And then for the crackhead, I could have been the guy who's like, say something, see something. I could have been that guy. But what was my goal? And I think this is a good metaphor for life, which is what will you do 
when confronted with with situations that impede you on where you're going. What was my priority? My priority was to get home. So while all these situations could have been escalated, if I had done anything at any point, especially if the current state of how our airports are running because of all the COVID hysteria, because of all the violence breaking out, all of that would have impeded on me getting to my final destination. I'm not telling you to be passive. What I'm telling you to do is be patient. Now, I've got keyboard warriors, people on Twitter, people online, all of you. Everyone's an internet revolutionary. Everyone has balls. Everyone's courageous. And I say this to my friends who, are, who, you know, who watch TV, who watch all these conservative commentators who were telling them, resist, you know, question this, you know, fight that. Understand, like none of those people, no one on TV has skin in the game. No one on TV is doing the things that they themselves are telling you to do. No one is as tough as they appear behind a screen. You, however, have to deal with actual consequences. You, however, have to deal with far more repercussions than any of those people have to. Now, I have inner peace in a way. And you're probably thinking, oh, now you just sound like a douche. Understand this. I knew that throughout every situation, I have had such a weird life that I could have confronted anybody at any point and I could have won. But there would have been consequences. And as I weighed the victory versus the cost, the cost far outweighed whatever victory I would have had at any point. Being a dick to the woman who spilled beer on me and was just annoying and in my space, that's just an annoying person. I can forgive an annoying person. I can move past it. I can't really forgive somebody who's pushing me and cursing me out in public and you know getting violent. But what would have continued? If I was, was I really at risk for my life? Did I actually think that woman wanted to kill me or do anything else? No, she was just being a bitch. You know, freaks on a plane will do many things to you, but how you react to them will ultimately be what the story is remembered for. Imagine this. Sir, I understand that you're mad at that woman, but we can't rearrange you midair. Sir, we're going to call security now. Now you're going to need to stay overnight and talk to the police. And now we're going to have to get Delta lawyers involved and all this other stuff. You're going to have to stay in Atlanta for a few more days. Sir, uh, you're being a bit, you know, oversensitive, despite the fact that he might be a weird guy. He hasn't done anything yet. And you're the only person that's complained about him. And he hasn't violated anything that we've seen, despite the fact that he was doing all the stuff to try and instigate something. They hadn't seen it. Either way, what ended up happening was moved on from the first flight, dealing with the annoying woman, got quickly out of the situation by moving off the plane fast as fuck with the violent lady, and then just not retaliating, not getting in the guy's face, not bringing attention to it, just waiting things out. And what ended up happening, the guy fell the fuck asleep. Sometimes patience is the best thing you could do. Sometimes avoiding the fight, even when the fight is about to occur, is the best thing you can do. The first rule of self-defense is conflict de-escalation or conflict avoidance. Avoid the conflict, de-escalate the conflict. Move on so nobody else is getting hurt. Yeah, that woman pushed me, but she's a woman, didn't push very hard. 
the second time though, she, she, when she pushed me, it was because I was facing backwards and how, um, you know, my, my, my feet were forward, but my torso was twisted. So when she pushed me because of how I was standing, that's when I almost tripped. But at that point I was just like, you know what? Like, fuck this bitch. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, I could do all this shit, but then it'll just be, oh no, Latino man attacks, you know, black woman in Atlanta. I, I, I mean, black lives matter would have set the airport on fire. As we go into phase three of the COVID apocalypse that we're dealing with, you're going to see more people begin to resist. We're seeing this in Europe. We're seeing this in Australia. It is happening. But the problem is you're going to see a lot of people use other people as martyrs. You're going to see a lot of people turn other people into cannon fodder. Don't be that person. Don't be so reactive. Do not fall on barbed wire so people who wouldn't fall on it themselves can step over you to get to the other side. I'm seeing this a lot with conservative celebrities, with libertarian influencers, with all these right-wing people who have never been in a situation where the cost of their actions has ever been severe for their life. I'm sorry, just being canceled online isn't really it isn't really anything. Until you've gotten death threats, I don't give a fuck about what what you really think um, you know, something scary is. Okay, I've had death threats, had people threaten to kill me, people threaten to dox my family, people threaten to do a lot of things. I've had people assault me. I've been in very dangerous situations when I was reporting, when I was um, you know, doing a lot of things. The, the people who are most likely to get viral videos talking about how you're going to fight against the system will never do anything more than that themselves. So the question is, when you're in that situation, are you going to do the best thing for yourself or are you going to cause a scene because you think it's going to have something to do with some greater good? You know, I have a friend who um, you know, questioned the whole mask thing at the beginning of this whole thing and she was on an airplane. She got into a fight with uh, with Delta Airlines over the whole situation. And what ended up happening because of her? Well, a day later, not only did Delta, they were one of the first airlines to institute the full mask mandate for their flights. But then TSA and Biden immediately are like, oh, masks everywhere for the near future. Throughout every terminal, every bathroom. Yeah, I mean, when you sit down at a bar or restaurant, you know, COVID can't hurt you when you sit down at a restaurant, but it can hurt you when you're sitting at a gate. It doesn't fucking matter. She thought that she was standing up for something and that, you know, she was going to be some type of, you know, white Rosa Parks fighting masks on airplanes. And so what ended up happening? The Overton window went south. Now, not only did the airline go with the mask fascism, but now every airport in America and the world is dealing with this now. We were one of the few countries that weren't enforcing it at every level of your flight experience. But, you know, after January, now all that shit's everywhere and we can't escape it. Things got worse because of her. Don't be that person. Do not intentionally put obstacles in your way that impede you from your freedom and from your time and from your money and from your safety. This is going to become a more dangerous period in our lives. Things have not gotten any better since all this happened. 
And what I hope for you going into this new year is patience, is wisdom, and the ability to know that when things happen, you can get out of them. Throughout every situation I've been in the last couple of years, even the ones that had me scared, I knew I could get out of them because I had been through so much worse. But I had the capabilities to take care of things. I know how to deal with the situations. I know what the victory feels like when the cost is far bigger. I know what the victory feels like when the cost is almost minimal. Just because you win doesn't always mean you win it all. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to take care of yourself. Fuck what anyone says online. Fuck what your angry uncle who tells you to fight everyone says online. Don't take advice on how to take action from people who wouldn't bail you out of jail. All these people are like, oh, well, you know, you should have punched back or I'd, I'd go on and drop kick him and all this other shit and fuck the police. Unless they're willing to bail you out of jail, it doesn't matter what the fuck they say you should do. You do what's in your own best interest. Because it's hard to tweet when the cops have your phone and you're sitting in a cell with some dude giving you a weird look and you don't know how the hell you're getting out of there. Don't be stupid in stupid situations. Be smart, get out of them, and live to fight another day. Especially when you know, when you know down in your gut, you can get out of the situation as cleanly as possible. I want you to have a great new year. I want you to be safe. I want you to prosper. I want you to be able to get to your final destination, whether that's in your career, whether that's in your personal life. We need to get there, and we need to be willing to encounter uncomfortable situations, challenging situations, and sometimes dangerous situations. I'll leave it at that. Thank you once again. And I know this was a dour episode, but... You know, I hope you got some laughs out of it. I'm laughing about it. I'm recording this the, technically within a, the same 24-hour period it all happened, but I'm moving past it. Why? Because I don't let little people, you know, bring, bring me down. I escape the slave mind. I use my mental jujitsu and escape the slave mind, escape the stupidity, and I move about my day. And I enjoy it. I do what I need to do for me and my happiness and the happiness of those I love. I hope you enjoy listening about my life as much as I enjoy living it. Thank you, as always, and I wish you a great 2022. As always, be safe, be good, good night.